0: Hello, hello! I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am at Williamson NFL. I urge you to check out the entire Locked On Network. But right now, we have Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus, as we do every Wednesday. What is shaking, Mike? How's it going, Matt? Good to be back on here. Yeah, absolutely. We are brought to you by Draft today, and I'll tell you more about them. They've been great. Um, But for now, much like we did last week, and I urge you to check out last week's show, Mike told us about eight guys who broke out this year. You know, we're not going to say Antonio Brown had a better year than last year. I mean, breakout guys that kind of really took a step forward, established themselves. And today's the opposite. Today's the, uh, the upside down. I just finished watching Stranger Things last night. And we're going to do the declining players. So let's just start right off the bat. Give me a name.
1: I, think, I don't think there's anyone who's had a more disappointing year than Amari Cooper. The oh, yeah. it's just unbelievable how far he has fallen in terms of <laughs> just his performance. If you take out that you know 210 yard game against KC where uh, you know he dominated them, he's averaging 0.81 yards per route run. The second that would be the worst in the NFL. The worst right now is Jordan Nelson at 0.96. So he's not even close. Like he's by far in every other game besides that Kansas City game. Just been the worst starting receiver in the NFL, and he leads the NFL in drop rate, 19.2% of his catchable passes. It's just the wheels have fallen off. I don't know what it is, but the talent's still there. Like, you don't put up right. 10 yards against KC without it, but game in, game out, it has not been there.
0: A couple things. Well, first, you mentioned Jordy Nelson. Is he on your list? He He could have been, yeah.
1: But yeah, but just because I tried to go one per position, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has been equally as disappointing. I think the I, I tweeted something yesterday about him. He just he looks done. Uh, yeah, I think he be might honest.
0: be done. Done. Um, back to Cooper. Obviously, there's a lot of ability there. Like he should have been a top five pick. He's big. He's strong. He's fast. He runs good routes. Drops have always been a problem, and. I, over the course of his career, which isn't a large sample size, as the season's gone on, he seems to have really dropped off. Now he's just been totally dropped off since day one this year. I also think that offense is about as disjointed coaching quarterback as there is in the league
1: now, that's definitely a part of it is the fact that the offense has <laughs> not looked it's just it's a it's kind of a joke of an offense at this point. They yeah. run. The same stuff again and again, and it's these quick passes, and it's everyone just knows what's coming. It seems like for defense defensive players too. So it's it's a lot of isolation routes, and so it's really just <laughs> they're gonna make some changes for sure this offseason at the coaching positions.
0: Yeah, I think it needs to happen too because there's a lot of ability on that that side of the ball, and people want to say, oh, it's because of cars was injured. I, I can't excuse it that easily.
1: No, I can't either. But but Amari Cooper, the thing is about him. The drops at this point, like, I don't really care about a lot of guys' drops, but when they're as bad as him, so we led the league as a rookie, too. And when it's just, when you're that much of a liability, when it's, you know, almost won a game, that really starts to worry me if I'm an Oakland fan.
0: And last note on that, I mean, yeah, the supporting cast is hurting the offense, but Crabtree's playing okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. you can't just excuse it away. Who's second?
1: Um... Next up, Adrian Peterson. So another guy when we're talking about guys who are probably at the end of the line. Uh, he just doesn't look like, he didn't look like the Adrian Peterson before. He had that one game where he got a ton of carries, but he's still not, his missed tackle rates at a career low, his yards after contact is at a career low. And uh, that Arizona offense was, you know, a lot of the same concepts they ran were what he was successful with in Minnesota and just not getting the same production. I think it might be time. For AP to hang him up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I gotta say, I was—I've been a big fan. Of course, he's fun to root for. Is such a great player, Hall of Famer. And that first game in Arizona, I thought maybe he's back. You know, not that he's gonna be at the Hall of Fame level, but maybe he's back. Maybe he can be a workhorse, downhill offense, deep passing game. Maybe this marriage will work. And his supporting cast didn't help him either. But I don't think he's back.
1: No, it's just when you watch him, there were some plays where he could have won the edge. Old AP would have had that speed to get outside, and he's just getting caught from behind now. And once that's the case, a lot of the stuff that made him special is now just gone.
0: Yeah, Yeah, unfortunately. Can't argue with that one. Um, As it has been the last couple Wednesdays, every Wednesday on the Locked On Podcast Network is draft day. (laughs) So, you guys, if you use my or use our promo code, you'll have $3 tickets that can let them enter, the, enter games for free. So, fantasy football fans, listen up. It's not too late to join the 5, 500,000 people that have already downloaded draft this season. You get to play in a real live snake draft, but you're done in just under five minutes, and they last for just one week. You can join one right now for this week. Get right in there and get out in five minutes. Best part, play for cold hard cash and get this, your chances of winning are 80% better than on salary cap sites. So, all new players get a free entry into Real Money Draft when you make your first deposit but you have to use the promo code LONFL, as in Locked on NFL. That's right, play a Real Money game for free just by using our promo code LONFL and it gets even better. Draft is so sure you'll love it that they're even offering some listeners a money back guarantee up to $100. So, just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come and play for free right now with our promo code, LONFL. All right, Mike, give me our, your third declining star.
1: I had Terrell Pryor, the receiver for the Redskins. Ooh, uh, yeah. When he took a prove a contract over the course of the offseason, I think one year, $7 million. A lot of people thought he might get more than that. But when you take a prove a contract, usually – You better prove it. He he just didn't like he had. Now he went on IR with an ankle injury, and supposedly that happened week two. But uh, there wasn't a lot of like that might just be at the end of the day a convenient excuse for what happened after the fact. But he was he wasn't even ineffective in weeks one or two when he was healthy. With you know you thought with an upgraded quarterback situation, Kirk Cousins that this could be a breakout year for him, and it was the complete opposite. Uh, He just fell off the map, dropped four of his twenty four catchable passes and his yards per route was almost cut in half from a year ago.
0: Yeah, I mean this one you probably don't know this and some of my listeners do, but for three years at Pitt I was the recruiting assistant and all I did was watch high school tape and this guy's not good enough. Mm-hmm. What this guy went, you know, just evaluating high school players. Then I went to Akron for the majority of a year and then I went to the Browns for a season. And the season I was with the Browns was the year that Pryor was the number one recruit in the country, and he went to Jeanette High School right here in Pittsburgh. So I had to watch him. I mean, so I went back to Pitt and called up my buddies. I'm like, can I watch a a highlight tape of Pryor? And I have seen – you know, you watch three years of high school tape. There's a lot of dudes that ended up in the NFL. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald, Revis, I mean, some great players – and I don't think I'd take anyone's high school tape over prior. And I watched him as a 17-year-old. He was also the best basketball player in the state. And I looked at him and thought he'd be Von Miller. I, mean, I thought he'd be just a nasty, come-off-the-edge dude. But he wanted to play quarterback. Ohio State let him play quarterback. I thought he could be Calvin Johnson. And,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, this transition happened so late in life that's not an excuse because he was decent with the Browns I don't know what's going on now but I would have loved to have seen him take a different career path
1: no yeah like quarterback just never seems he just wasn't a talented thrower of the football at any point right. in his career he's a freak athlete but that got him it was a, that's about as far as you can get on pure freak athleticism alone uh, at the quarterback position and yeah if I would have loved to have seen him I still remember a catch he made at Ohio State I wish you know after that catch he would have switched over to wide receiver uh full-time and never did and now yeah, I still thought there was something there but yeah this season I don't know what happened just did not take that next step
0: he's big and strong too I mean in today's NFL he could be a move tight end you know I really thought him coming off the edge would have been something that the physicality wasn't a problem for him um who's fourth on the list? Uh, next
1: up, I had Jared Veld here, the Arizona Ooh. Cardinals tackle. This is the one, the one guy in on the list where there's a legitimate, I'd say, excuse. They flipped him from left tackle to right tackle. One of my biggest pet peeves. I, I had to talk about him because that, to me, is it's not an easy transition. It's not like shooting a basketball with your different hand, but it's not it, it's not like a guy can just do it with his footwork. It doesn't just come naturally. Some guys we've seen guys struggle. And here the first five weeks of the season, was a complete liability at right tackle. Just looked like he had no clue what he was doing. And now he switched back to left tackle. Looks like a you know a franchise left tackle again that he was before. Uh, I don't know what the heck they were thinking this offseason. No, I, I don't know what your take is on the left tackle, right tackle switch or switching sides of the line. But I'm just completely against it. It's one of my pet peeves.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean especially a tackle, even a guard, it's not as easy as people think, but especially a tackle with all that space to your open side, you talk to guys that have done it, you know, I've had long talks with, with Ross Tucker about this or Craig Wolfley, who I do a show with here in Pittsburgh, and they were more interior guys, but I mean, they, they, and almost any lineman I know hate it, you know, like, Mm -hmm. Oh, just flip over to the right side. And unfortunately (laughs) a lot of people come into the league as the third tackle, you know, like, this is a pet peeve of mine, too, to take it a step further. Like, okay, I'm a promising fourth-round pick. I make the team. I'm the third tackle. It's a hard enough position to play at a high level at this league anyways. But for me to have any value to my team, I have to back up right and left. And when one Mm -hmm. guy goes out, I get thrown in there, and I look bad, and everyone thinks I stink. Like, i mean that's asking a lot, (laughs) you know? yeah. But yeah, that's it, why
1: I, uh, tackle is one of the positions where the drop off between a starter and a backup is insane. Like, like you can, because of that, because you can't train solely for, you know, the job you're supposed to be doing. You're like cross training and there are only so many good ones to go along around, around the league as it begins with.
0: You mentioned it's not like shooting a basketball right or left handed, but maybe it's like hitting a baseball. You know, like I have, yeah. have right handed buddies that learned how to hit lefty when they were five years old and they do it just as well as if they'd have been righty you know and it's almost like hey be a switch hitter today
1: mm-hmm. it's it's more like kicking a soccer ball so like you can kick a soccer ball right footed you know but when you kick a soccer ball lefty you just might not have the power or have the accuracy as mm-hmm. you do righty i'd say
0: yeah that makes sense um number four
1: Uh, I went with Shane Ray. So switching to the defense side of the Mm -hmm. ball, four guys here. The former first-round pick of the Broncos. Now he had a wrist injury to start off the year, but you you wouldn't think a wrist injury would account for the huge drop-off he's seen. He had 23 combined sacks and hits a season ago, only four this season. Just it doesn't – maybe it's – I don't know what it is. Maybe the injury is really affecting him. Maybe it's the fact that Wade Phillips isn't there anymore, but he is – Just not the first round, not where they thought they'd be getting out of a first rounder.
0: It's funny because I wrote an article right after he got injured. You know, I think the assignment was something like, well, tell me what kind of player they're missing. And I said things like, well, having Von Miller sure helps. And I think Shaq Barrett's a quality player. But there's a lot of ability here. And I was, if it wasn't for the injury, I was projecting Ray to take a big step forward. And needless to say, for all the reasons you mentioned, it hasn't.
1: No. Yeah, like like last year he wasn't and it he would beat good tackles too, which usually if you're beating guys like I remember him having a handful of moves on Joe Staley in the 49ers game last year where it's like if you're beating guys like Joe Staley that's not that's not nobody's. That's impressive mm-hmm. at the NFL level and that makes that's encouraging for your projection forward. Now this year though, like I said, it's just not uh, that step hasn't even come close to happening.
0: No, not at all. I mean yeah, I mean, I guess you don't throw in the towel if you're Denver, but you know and you still have Barrett, but you have so much invested in Miller. Do you need uh-huh. to address the edge? I, I think that's too early, but man, I mean, it's almost like Amari Cooper. Like, there's a lot of ability here.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's first round pick. You're not going to give up on him right away, but you uh, you just wish you would have had more at this point. For sure,
0: uh, we've done five of them, or did we do four. Uh-huh. Three okay. more. Three more. Three more.
1: So next one up, uh, Brandon Meebane, nose tackle for the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, he had some great years in Seattle. I remember it was the key to that Super Bowl run they had. Uh, had a good year in his first year with the Chargers, but I think we see it every year. There seems like every year a nose tackle just seems to fall off a cliff in terms of performance. Last year it was Dan Williams with the Raiders. Just when you're that big, I think your knees and the joints and your legs, just, right. you take a pounding, like it just, and it goes quickly. It's went so quickly for me, and his his run stop percentage is the fourth worst of any defensive tackle, and all the other ones are basically uh, three techs or guys, not nose tackles. He's by far the worst of any nose tackles run stop percentage, and it has only six pressures all year long. It, it no sacks. Just he's not <laughs> he's not
0: near the player he once was. And and he's he's thirty two years old. It's probably end not, of the line. Yeah, he's not an NFL player anymore. Is you know basically what it comes down to. Had a good career. You know, it was valuable for a while. And like you said, when they hit that wall and they can't move anymore and they don't demand double teams, like, I don't mm-hmm. have a whole lot of use for you anymore.
1: Yeah. So that's Brian's line for him.
0: All right. Next
1: up, we got two more. Two more. Yeah. So linebacker, Dayone Buchanan, Arizona Cardinals. You moved. Mm, good from, one. It was always kind of a linebacker. Three building. Cardinals. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jeez, I really did. <laughs> Bang the Cardinals. Well, they traded for one of them. He was uh, in Peterson, but yeah, Buchanan, there's a reason why the Cardinals aren't playoff contenders, and the defense is taking a little bit of a step back. Uh, he's always kind of been a liability against the run, but this year in coverage has also been somewhat of a liability. He has given up already 150 more yards in 10 games that he did all last season, has more touchdowns allowed this season than he had in his entire career before this. This is the one where I kind of just like, this might be a fluke, like Sometimes coverage at linebacker. Sometimes you just get burned a handful of times, and you look worse uh, than you know you really are. He still can move well, but I, I don't know what the deal is within this year. It just has not played close to what we've seen from him in the past.
0: I think he's interesting and a good one, obviously, to pick here because everyone's like, "Oh, he's the new breed. He's a safety turned linebacker. He's one of the first ones to do it." But I never thought he was all that great at linebacker things.
1: No, he's always been we always been one of our lowest graded oh, really? linebackers against the run, at least. So, yeah, I mean, he, and he's always been made up for it in coverage. But yeah, he just never was he, taking on blocks. <laughs> he looked like a safety taking on blocks, and yeah, right. It's not it a is. good thing when he's supposed to be a linebacker. Yeah.
0: Look, like, I didn't know that. I didn't think he revolutionized the linebacker position as much as he just looked like a safety playing out of out of position.
1: Yeah, I can agree with that take. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. All right, we got one more. Last one, and this one a little worrisome. Kevin Johnson, another former first rounder, Houston Texans corner, was big reason why they let AJ Boye walk. Some of that was cap related, but he played well last year, you know, in limited time. But then he got hurt. Uh, Boye, you know, was a starter for the rest of the year. Only played 286 snaps a season ago, but graded out really well for us. But you know, small sample sizes, you can look good. He's had to start all this year, and has just been a very much a liability for them. His, his yards for coverage snap, his passer rating against, and his catch rate all rank in the bottom 10 among starting corners in the NFL. That's just, that's not good.
0: Yeah, I've been talking. Time to think
1: about replacements, yeah.
0: Wow, I've been talking Texans all week because the Steelers play Houston this upcoming week and all my Steelers radio stuff, and the big thing I've been mentioning was they got a corner problem with their two old dudes, you know, that...
1: Cream mm-hmm. like, uh, Joseph, yeah, yeah,
0: like they could be on this list. I mean, do you agree with that? That they've declined. Yes, they, well?
1: the, all three of their they they have the lowest graded starting quarterback trio in our grades in the NFL this season. Wow. Just that's been a big issue. Yeah,
0: wow, I, I didn't realize it was that bad for Johnson. I knew he wasn't playing well. Their pass rush is so so. It's easy to blame. Well, if they had Watt and Merciless, and yeah, that would make up for a lot.
1: Yeah, but a lot of corners look good though.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. right. I mean, you, you got to. You want them to look sure. good
1: when you don't have a pass rush. If you're, Absolutely. you know, that's how you know they're a good corner. Yeah.
0: And and what do you think of their se- their secondary as a whole? I think their safeties are kind of nondescript as well.
1: Yeah, they really need. That's uh, even though you know, even though you would already just recently you know invested in a first rounder in a corner that's not going to stop me from investing again. You need to fix the secondary because even if you get a pass rush back, you're not going to win with these corners in, uh, you know, 2018.
0: Yeah, and really good list. And Johnson's the one that kind of took me by surprise. The other seven I thought were, oh, yeah, I mean, it was an easy response. Like, oh, yeah, nailed that one. Um, Just talking Texans just for one minute. I look at his team and, you know, if I'm a Texans fan, I'm super excited. You know, Watson's going to be so much fun to root for and Hopkins and Fuller and J.J.'s coming back and Merciless and all these things. But (laughs) their offensive line and their secondary are really, really bad. I mean, like, there's not many teams that are that awful combined at those two spots and you don't have a first-round pick or a second-round pick.
1: Yeah, that offensive line is very much an issue and she, Deshaun Watson is a guy who's going to take hits on his own without, you know, an offensive with with a good offensive line. He's going to, you know, get himself into some situations where he's going to take hits just because of the nature of who he is as a quarterback. Now, add to the fact that you have a terrible offensive line in front of him, that's ve- I would just be scared. That's where they have to invest. It's not good that I I think when they he was when Sean Watson, he covered up a lot of the issues they had in the running game as well with the option stuff they did. So, yeah, you mentioned that that might be the worst offensive line in the NFL right now. I think it might be. I think they are.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I really do, especially in protection. And, yeah, he can run around like Russell Wilson like crazy and buy time, but that's not how you want to play offense. I mean, it it makes you very streaky. I mean, Seattle proves that. Um, Yeah, and not to mention, I mean, those are monumental projects. We need to rebuild an offensive line and a secondary.
1: Yeah, I think there's some talent, like maybe Nick Martin takes a step forward, maybe on yeah. the interior, but both to address both tackle positions with no talent at, at there right now is going to be uh, – and they, they weren't in a great cap situation to begin with. So they're going to – it's going to be an uphill climb for, for sure for their uh, uh, front office.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Mike, tell everybody your Twitter handle, where they can find you, and we will talk again next week as usual. This has been fun, and it's been a fun series.
1: Yeah, at PFF underscore Mike. Follow me there.
0: Very cool. And you're always popping things out at profootballfocus.com, too, I assume. Yep, right? you bet.
1: Yep. And, All I'll, right. and I'll tweet those through my cap. Yep. Excellent.
0: All right, man. This was fun.
1: Yep. Take it easy.